Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Recovery Podcast. I have a very, very special guest today. Her name is Nia Carrillo, and she is a mind-body nutritionist. And we're going to be talking all about the intricacies and connections between anxiety and relationships, anxious attachment, and a lot of mineral deficiencies and our hormones and how all of it is connected, mind, body, and spirit. So Nia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk about this because this is something I've struggled with myself and I've seen it for uh, a long time in my clients. So I, I just love sharing this knowledge. Yes, amazing. I'm so happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about your story and what kind of led you down this path of being a mind-body nutritionist. Yeah, um, I always say that my story kind of started when I was 13. Um, at 13, I weighed 85 pounds heavier than I do today. And it wasn't really so much about like I was overweight as it was a trauma response. Um, at that age, like, I mean, middle school is not really like a fun time for a lot of people, but I had that compounded with being a parentified child and also both of my parents not being in my life, being raised primarily by my grandparents. So mm -hmm. the changes in my body and the like relationship I had with food and feeling so disconnected from my truth, not knowing who my mm -hmm. biological mother was because I was never told, um, led to um, a weight issue and a binging issue, which later got resolved in my 20s. And that's when I learned how to heal my relationship with food. I This was like in the OG Instagram days, someone posted <laughs> that they were reading a book called intuitive eating. And mm -hmm. I was like on my way to Europe, literally in like a couple days away. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this book and read it because I feel like at that time I was like obsessed uh, tracking food. And, and I was so worried and anxious about like, if I would gain weight it, by eating like pasta and gelato. And this was my first like European and solo travel experience. And it was like my graduation trip to myself, but like food was like hijacking that, like the joy and incredible celebration that this was supposed to be for. But at the same time, this knowingness of like, there's something more beyond this came through. I think like a little angel sent that Instagram post and I bought the book and it changed everything. And uh, a couple of years later, I left the corporate world to pursue my master's in nutrition and along that journey of like even getting my grad school like education I delved into spirituality having my own spiritual awakening through learning tools like energy healing and eventually that turned into being a trauma informed healer working with gut issues which I later um struggled with and saw so commonly in the women I serve and now it's like a culmination of like seeing women come to me with these issues where they can't digest their food because they can't digest their emotions because they weren't mm -hmm. given the tools to do so and basically like serving women as if I was serving all these past versions of me because I spent the last I would say since I was 13 piecing this stuff together so it's like 20 years literally 
of like trying to like piece what my doctor's telling me, my therapist is telling me, my acupuncture and finding that streamline. So I like to think of it like that's what I now get to serve and offer through that like two decades of like I've been a guinea pig and trial and error. <laughs> wow, that is just so powerful. The, that statement of, you know, people who can't digest their food can't digest their emotions. And what a beautiful journey that you've been on that that just reading that book has really transpired you to learn more about the gut and the emotions and how all of that is connected. So I'd love to hear more just about that whole sentiment of, if you know, if we can't digest our food, you know, it's really a sign that there's something emotional going on. Yeah. So every time I'm with a client, like this is the first thing I'll say to them. And maybe you've seen me say this a million times on Instagram, but your body is just reflecting your subconscious mind. And I'm sure you like also agree with that school of thought. <laughs> and the problem that we have in our society is that we are trying to treat a symptom as if it were the cause and obesity, for example, or gut issues, like they didn't just land there by accident. Even if someone's food issues are largely rooted in the fact that like they're eating the wrong foods for their body to support their health and well-being, we we beg the question of why would someone harm themselves? Why would someone who knows that like McDonald's is not good for them? or that they should be drinking more water or eating more whole foods, why would they still go back to those old things that they know make them feel like crap, they can't go to the bathroom, they're bloated. And that's where we are then pointed to trauma. And like, even just like, from like, we wanna bring in the science and like the physiological nature of the body into the picture, people who have digestive issues, and I'm talking about chronic ones, like where mm. they're like, oh, I pretty much never go to the bathroom or I always have loose stools or I can't eat like pretty much every food. I have a list of five things that I can digest well. Those people are just so used to living in a dysregulated state that they don't even know you're stressed. And mm -hmm. oh, just from years and years of like sitting with women since 2018 is when I took my first private client. I remember sitting there thinking like, why do all these women have mother wounds? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, they're like me, like they either had a strained relationship with their mom or mom was just like not in their life because she was narcissistic or mentally abusive. And they also had an unhealthy relationship with food. And mm -hmm. around that time, this is like such a random story, but again, like a little wink from God, I was on a cruise with my in-laws and I came across a holistic therapist. Like we just met each other on the ship and she was like, you know, that's actually a thing. Did you ever hear of the ACE study? And mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? Like there's a study on this? And it's for anyone listening that is unaware of it, which I'm, it's pretty commonly talked about now, but back in 2018, it was not. And right. this study was actually done in the 90s with Kaiser and the CDC. And they found that people who had all these health issues from weight to like even things like heart issues, they had a history of trauma. And it's because if you're compounding all that stress on your this little body that doesn't have the resources or a safe place to digest their emotions, 
the body is in the mind is so incredibly smart. It's going to find ways to pretty much shut down, if you will, or coping mechanisms, which food addiction and binging and emotional eating comes in. But like from a process of like, I'm not going to digest my food, like the body making that decision. I mean, this is like nervous system regulation 101. You go and look in that yellow zone when you're in fight or flight and it says like your digestion, it starts to decrease. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people live in, but because they're so used to it, they're like, oh no, I'm not stressed. And I'm like, your body says otherwise though. Like your mm-hmm. body is telling me everything I need to know. Like if someone tells me their symptoms, I'm like, oh, do you have this, this, I can, their body's like a map. But unfortunately, we are not given any information or resources on how to like effectively work with our emotions using them as signals. We identify with them because that's what we did as children. And so it's basically like your body, like disease is just a point of voice. It's just telling you the coping mechanism that your body took and it served you as a child because it literally saved your life Mm -hmm. or now you're an adult and it just doesn't quite fit because you're in a safe environment, you're in a safer relationship and you're just living out the past over and over and over again. So you need to go back and heal this from an emotional standpoint because it's not a, just a purely physical issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If, if anyone's like watching the video, um, I'm like nodding along smiling. So I'm like, yes, um, even just yeah, a hundred percent. It's like the body is the subconscious. I know you talked about that on your Instagram and that statement just really resonates because it is right. And just a few examples, like for me, um, before I started becoming trained as a hypnotherapist, um, I had really deep chronic pain. I, it was like in the beginning of my twenties and I had chronic pain starting from headaches to neck pain. And then it went all down my body. I felt like a 90 year old woman in a 21 year old's body. And there was no medical like reasoning for that. I did all the tests. I was eating like no gluten, dairy, added sugar, like all these things. And then as I started to work with hypnotherapy, that's when I started, the pain actually started to dissipate and, and release. But yeah, it's like, there is such a point of these survival strategies that that occur like that emotional eating like the emotional eating could have saved your life in that in that time frame you know of that could have been way too much for your little brain to handle that your mom wasn't available and your dad you know was an addict or something you know all of these things add up (laughs) right 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 and it's like all all of these things add up and it's like I look at it like you've said from a nervous system standpoint of like wow I'm grateful that there are these strategies and coping mechanisms like emotional eating that protect me from feeling all of this pain at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me um, of a book. Um, I forget the author. I think it's like Bruce Perry, I want to say, and he's, it's called what happened to you. And he wrote it around mm-hmm. the pandemic for anyone who like, I'm someone that blends like the science and the arts together. And sometimes even as like someone who works in this field, like the science can be overwhelming, but this book is such a great example of, cause it's like a conversation basically of how this works. But he says like, anytime like we're triggered and if we're not aware of our triggers, like say when you were feeling this like 
physical pain in your body. It could have been something small of like how someone looks at you or Mm -hmm. someone's tone of voice that reminds you of like a traumatic experience that you had as a child. It's literally going into that like old brain and getting caught in there and it can't even come up to like the top of the brain if he the way he splits it i'm seeing it in my mind where there's logic and reasoning and we we just fall into those cycles because we're not aware of our triggers but if you go to the doctor and this could be the same too with like ibs or gut issues it's just your body being I joke with my clients, like you just have a very dramatic overreactive gut, like your Mm -hmm. body that's, it's a mind gut disconnection. And it's why like a lot of people, they can't eat spicy foods. They can't eat dairy. They can't eat something like an onion or garlic. And it's not because those foods are bad. It's because they create an effect in your body and your gut is misinterpreting that as a threat because Mm. it's so hypervigilant. So when you go to the doctor and they're like, you know, like this is just your life. Like a lot of people who have IBS are told that and a sa- the same with PMDD, PCOS, these like disorders with our hormones and gut issues are like just told to accept it. Mm-hmm. I-, I call BS. I'm like, go pull up that age study and you'll understand why like, like there is a, a cure to this. The doctor though is just not trained in it. And that should be the conversation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the doctor isn't looking right. Like doctors, it's not that they are, you know, terrible people or whatever. It's literally just, they're trained to prescribe medications or surgery. And if you have IBS or PCOS or PMDD or, you know, a history of childhood trauma, you know, the doctor isn't going to be able to help you with that. So finding also other ways of like, what is what is dysregulating your gut and your mind, your your nervous system? Like you said, I think that's just so, so powerful. And I'd love for you to talk about, like, since you are talking about PMDD, talk about a little bit about that and how that has shown up maybe for you in your journey or for your clients. Like, how does that show up? Yeah. So right before we pressed record, <laughs> we were talking about this and I actually, the last, end of the last 2023, I took a sabbatical where I took time from work because I have this revelation that I have spent my entire life holding space for other people, like being that parentified child and the confidant for the adults in my life as a child, and then going into a career where I am serving people and at the expense of like really pushing myself to the side in a very like unconscious way and it got to the point where I experienced extreme burnout like all these gut issues that I had resolved and helped my own clients through were coming back like with like a vengeance like times 10 and during that time I started to really have like nothing going on in my life where like all eyes were on me and my body and my cyclical changes and I started to notice that around that like third second week like after ovulating into that luteal phase I experienced depression and anxiety and it would only last like a couple of days so in the past like I think I was so distracted by work of like you got to get up you got to get on these calls or even in like corporate world like you can't call in today like you have this big thing and not having that like made me pay so much attention to it And it was like, I was basically like paralyzed sometimes lying in bed 
or even explosive at my husband. And the one mm-hmm. thing that like tipped it off was we were in the grocery store and he wanted olives for this pizza we were making at home. And I wanted this like certain brand because of the price. And I don't even know what my reasoning was, but I threw a fit in the middle of the aisle of the grocery store. And I was like, ah! I screamed and I like something clicked on of like, there's something going on because like, this is inappropriate behavior. Also you're in public, like look around. And that's when I was like, I get my hormones checked. But a lot of women who experience PMDD will tell you that their hormones are in those normal levels. Mm-hmm. And PMDD is not hormonal imbalance. It's your body's having a negative response to the hormonal shifts that usually take like drastic shift into that luteal phase. And so where some women start to feel like, oh, I'm a little tired and maybe I'm not feeling as confident. The woman with PMDD is like, it turns into a mental health crisis and it can feel like life or death. And for me, it manifested a lot of the times. And I was saying this before the call of like, I was experiencing relational anxiety, thinking like Mm -hmm. I was in the wrong relationship or I was doing something wrong and it would happen every four weeks. And I was like, what's, what is this going on? I never linked it to my cycle because I was just so in it. And then now I start to, to realize like, oh, this has to do with, with when my hormone shift, I'm looking for a problem. I'm afraid of the change that's happening in me that I'm projecting it onto my husband. And that is not fair to him or me. And so something needs to change. And so I, I would still say I'm in the thick of healing and understanding that, but mm-hmm. my minerals are like what I'm getting tested because usually when we have those mineral gaps, like, um, for example, like your sodium c- can be de- like detrimentally affected when you have like high stress in your body, which is why like sometimes people want like those salty snacks to offset it. Um, though, like that kind of like those sneaky symptoms that you think are just like you being like, Perky. like, I, yeah, like, oh, I just love my chips when, when I'm stressed or like, it's a bad habit, but it's like your body's actually like trying to speak to you and all those like little tiny habits or like patterns, like being anxious in your relationship isn't just at random. There's a message behind it. And it's not that you're with the wrong person. Maybe if you're in a bad, like not the right relationship, but if this relationship is otherwise healthy and you start to notice like you're with this also with your girlfriends or your Mm. closest friendships, there's something worth Mm. looking at. And so Mm. minerals can help us like lead us into this journey of ancestral healing, which is what I was talking about on my Instagram stories yesterday, because when a mother gives birth, she is basically extending her mineral storage to the baby in the womb. And if she was malnourished and didn't properly supply her body with the right amount of minerals or even her gut microbiome, that then is imprinted onto you until you do something about it. And that usually happens in adulthood when we have more of the resources. And especially in this time, because we have social media to give us even more awareness than maybe we did 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That is just so powerful. Like to see that big correlation of like that, those mineral deficiencies and how that's really showing up in your relationships and your friendships. And it, yeah. And it's like anxious attachment or relationship anxiety or these 
quote-unquote issues are just symptoms of a deeper imbalance or deeper issue. And I'd love to know this from like your standpoint. Um, from what I know, I mean, I'm sure this is just an example. I'm sure my mom has been somewhat malnourished, but my dad is more the person who has like severe gut issues. So like, how does that come into play with, um, like, just say like when you're born, like, how does that come into play? Like, does your father's microbiome affect the, the child's microbiome? Um, not to my knowledge. Um, okay. so basically like the, I'll give you an example why it's important for the mom, because when say the mom gave, did were you born, born vaginally? Yes. Yes. So a lot of the bacteria, this is good and bad goes mm -hmm. through like the vaginal canal and that's where then you, it's like kind of imprinted on you. And then also if you were breastfed, that affects it. Um, mm. it could also be like, I mean, if we look at it from just like a kind of wider, like more quantum, if you will, like lens, it could, do you have gut issues? I guess I'm. Um, I used to have a more, but I definitely like not to be TMI, but like oh. we're talking about gut health stuff on here. So if yeah. like poop freaks you out, probably like no. don't listen to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've struggled with constipation for years and I've done a lot of all the right things um it's still something I'm continuously investigating if I'm not like on point with like taking magnesium citrate like it's mm -hmm. it's it's just like that um it used to be really bad with with gut issues um it used to I used to just my stomach would be irritated all the time now I don't really have that struggle anymore um and my body doesn't love gluten but other than that everything else is pretty okay um but yeah that's that's my answer <laughs> okay well that's interesting so from a German I'm not familiar so familiar with German new medicine but I know enough to know that in German new medicine they say that gluten people who have an like irritation <laughs> to it like think of the word as glue, like if a lot of plant-based products use gluten to keep things together, bread. And that's why when you get like gluten-free products, they feel really crumbly because like uh -huh. gluten is like that bind. And so the thing that like, like keeps things together is that masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And like, think of like how you're like basically like pushing that away because there's like mm -hmm. some sort of rejection. So I, my line of thought, like from that is like, there's, if you are struggling with those, maybe in the same way and you feel like you've gotten them quote unquote from dad, there could be something that maybe it didn't come through you. Like, because you were in, you weren't in dad's womb. Cause he doesn't <laughs> have one, <laughs> but basically like that you're there's something genetically playing out that there's a wound with like the masculine and that gluten would kind of like that kind of piece my interest there for you and constipation yes. and loose stools this is a fun fact for anyone who experiences like if you're going to the bathroom every day and it's loose like it doesn't look well formed that is not healthy bowel movements and that's also like a symptom of IBS it's IBSD for diarrhea and then IBSC for constipation so mm -hmm. the C people constipation like from a bodily standpoint and emotional it's like that person I've noticed is like the one that's like I would rather hold on to my emotions and my story for safekeeping than to like deal with it and just get rid of it Whereas the person that is like more of like, 
like, oh, I like, I'll go to the bathroom and then immediately like have a loose stool or I'll eat something and go to the bathroom and have a loose stool. That person is more likely to be like, ah, like I kind of like a bypasser of like, I've already dealt mm. with that. Like the energy just like mm. vacates their body. Like the same way if you were sick, like this mm-hmm. invader, the person constipated is more like, I have to hang on to this story. I like, I don't know mm. what to do without it. Mm, I can see that because like even just looking at you know myself and like a friend of mine has really reversed a lot of her gut issues but she used to definitely be like an IBSD and and mm-hmm. she's literally that that archetype of like that bypasser part um and yeah I I could see because even like I've been processing certain things with success and all these things and I've been trying to let it go but my body is wanting to hold on to it so definitely there's something there and also when you said also like with um you know gluten is like the glue and like it it correlates a little bit with that masculine energy it's like oh was the masculine energy in your life not supportive were they not that that protector or provider or stable part of your life like that's also what I'm hearing from that and I feel like that resonates. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And especially to like, if you're in partnership and you also find that coupled with like, if you have anxiety in the relationship of projecting like, oh, I can't trust men because my brain has evidence that like my father didn't feel emotionally or physically available. So like the way it's even projecting in like your relationships is going to give you more wisdom into that, which is why I say like your healing is not going to be found in a pill or a diet. It's going to be found in your relationships because the trauma was formed in relationship. Absolutely. And, and that's why like just doing, just reading books or just listening to podcasts aren't going to fully heal these relationships with food, with men, with women, with your parents, parent wounds because like you said like just using the example like you knew like in the grocery store oh like this is so not logical or this isn't like me like if you were to read about it you'd be like okay what's next like what do I actually do about it it's like actually to you know it's like trauma happens because we aren't feeling safe our body doesn't feel safe and something is overwhelming our body and so with relationships, so much healing can happen. And with a therapist or coach like you or myself, it's extremely healing because we're almost like, like injecting that safety almost that they never got there. We're giving that attunement that someone never received. Um, and that's the same with your relationships. And that's why relationships can be equally as activating because they're triggering your old, your old pain. Yeah. I think like, I wouldn't say almost when a practitioner with a practitioner, like you are like, and the interesting thing is too, is that, I mean, there's healing in it for us, even as a practitioner, because we're playing out a role. But again, the subconscious mind doesn't know what's real and what's not, which is why we can cry at movies because Mm -hmm. we think we're having this real (laughs) emotional experience. So for the client, they're basically like getting the attunement and the safety while they're sharing something and feeling into it, hopefully somatically in their body as if it were in real time. Cause again, the body doesn't know time. So as that playing is playing out, like 
it's very possible that like, I mean, this happens to me all the time, but people project their mother onto me. And that's a huge <laughs> reason why I had to take a break because it was like, okay, like this is a little overwhelming. I need to put a pause on this because if I have to continue to do this work, I also have to feel safe in it too, because mm -hmm. I'm also getting affected in this energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. So, and this is why I primarily work in groups. Like when you bring a group, you are literally Really recreating your family of origin there's opportunity mm. for now if there's six people in the group six different relationships to be healed and addressed and in a container it's a little bit different like even if it's one-to-one -one or one-to-many it's a different than like in your real life relationships because there's already that safety hopefully because your practitioner is trauma-informed because mm. then it can be held and guided and kind of, uh, for the lack of a better word, manipulated so that mm -hmm. you can work through this. Because in those real life moments, like I gave with the grocery store, like that could have gone south really quickly. Like my husband could have got explosive and then we could have been the couple arguing in the grocery store, or it could have been like me not having that awareness and who knows what could have happened. So it's like those real life moments basically the therapy is to prepare us for like that's actually where the healing is gonna happen yes absolutely and that's really powerful you know that what you said of the group because you're you're repairing all of those dynamics within the group container and that's really really powerful and that's why like like we don't heal from necessarily doing it all on our own like it's just impossible no. because you you need that attunement that you didn't get and you know it that's just exactly right um what else i was gonna ask another question about that um what else was i gonna ask um well, I forgot what I was going to ask, but I guess like, what are some things that you would recommend for people to utilize going back to the PMDD? What would you recommend for those people who are really struggling? Maybe they have this awareness and they're really in the thick of it, really, really struggling with it. So the first thing I would say specifically for PMDD, if you've already like done your due diligence and gotten your hormones tested, um, go that route and utilize your insurance for those things. Because when you're paying out of pocket at a functional doctor or something that your insurance is not covering, if you do have insurance, then it's going to cost you a lot more. So utilize and go down those rabbit holes because it will save you money. But the other thing is that like, this could be for PMDD or other gut issues or health issues you're experiencing. You need to work with someone who is trauma informed. And this is not to shit on doctors because if you had gotten into a car accident where you broke your arm, I certainly would not hope you'd come to see me or Valerie, like go yeah. to the doctor. <laughs> like they are there for a reason. Modern medicine has its purpose, but doctors are not trauma informed. And when it comes to like, gut issues and health issues that like need a lot of nutritional education, the doctor gets an average of 11 hours of nutrition education out of their eight years or whatever, more than that even in their education. So they're not equipped to help you heal. They're there to help you find a quick cure. And that's just like 
basically spraying like, I don't know, like an anti-weed thing on your garden instead of tending to the garden. So you need to find someone who's trauma-informed and or somatically trained to Mm -hmm. help you be with your emotions. I'm going to put a big asterisk on that too, because like that doesn't necessarily always mean therapy because there's a lot of therapists who are not trauma-informed, which sounds insane, but I just got out of a year program where it was learning about trauma through Dr. Gabor, which I'm sure Mm -hmm. you're familiar with him. And there was a lot of therapists in there saying like they didn't learn half of this amount of information in schooling. So Mm -hmm. it could be a coach. It could be a really like holistic therapist, or it could be like some type of program, but you have to learn how to feel safe with your body because as you go through those fluctuations, it's not that we're trying to avoid and get rid of these symptoms. We want to learn how to feel safe with them because that is the only way they will be released from our body. So Mm -hmm. a pill or a diet or a supplement that might like permanent or not permanently temporarily work for you and then your symptoms come back is like a really good indication that this is something that is emotional but there's just a band-aid on it so Mm -hmm. we need to learn how to feel safe with it because real life like like things happen all the time and if you don't know how to go through that stress process without freaking out or your body overreacting then you'll stay in that loop all the time and so it really just starts with like quality nervous system support. And a part of that is co-regulation, learning to feel safe with other people. So then also going in and learning to feel safe with yourself and wanting to feel safe and know that there's nothing wrong with feeling sad sometimes, or even going through months of feeling grief. That's actually quite healthy and normal. It's part of like the life death rebirth cycle We just have never as a society been given the tools for it. So there's shame around it because we think we're going through it alone. But I can tell you going like coaching women for the last seven years, I've worked with people that like they were sitting next to me in high school biology class. And I'm thinking they have such a normal life compared to mine. And here we were suffering in silence, sitting next to each other. And now I'm coaching them realizing that 20 years later. So Mm. you need help, you need a community and you need someone that has the ability and skill set to see you. Oh my gosh, absolutely, 100%. And it's really, and this isn't to go on this whole rabbit hole of like therapists and but like the amount of like you spend years and years in grad school and you don't, you're trying to be a therapist and you don't learn anything about trauma. Like I know Gabor Mate has talked about that. I also have like certifications in brain spotting and a lot of therapists and counselors joined in and none of them learned anything about trauma at all or helping people to feel safe in their bodies or anything about, about that. And that blows my mind. And when I um, freshly graduated college, I, you know, was working as a mental health professional in this nonprofit mental health agency, all of the therapists were not trauma-informed and they would recommend us to just talk it out with these clients. And it just was not helpful. And every, it, it was working majority with kids and then teens and my God, none of them got better. And I was like, I will never 
get trained as a traditional talk therapist. And this isn't to shit on traditional talk therapists. It's great to have that co-regulation, but you, like you said earlier, you need that trauma-informed piece. You need that somatic piece because no one is lot, like we're not, when, when we're in fight or flight, our logical cognitive thinking shuts down, just like yours did in the grocery store. So just yeah. trying to talk <laughs> it out or label our cognitive distortions, like black and white thinking, all or nothing mindset, that's gonna just bring more shame to someone. And it's just not helpful. So helping the body to feel safe is truly the healing of all things, mind, body, spirit, all of it, because you just can't have one without the other. Like, I think also why talk therapy can be helpful for some is because they're providing that co-regulation like we talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really, honestly, I think talk therapy can be a very beautiful entry point for someone Mm -hmm. who's like, grown up in a family where there was stigma around therapy or Mm -hmm. like they feel unsafe, like expressing themselves in whatever way. But if someone who has no experience with like coaching or other like holistic modalities and just wants like a gateway into it, Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful starting point. And there are, I mean, amazing therapists out there. Then there are some that are also somatically trained, but a Mm -hmm. lot of the times what I run into is I see a lot of therapists who have to like forego their licensing and they can't call themselves therapists because it's in conflict with them using those somatic skill set that they've gained as like a continuing education thing. So there's some people out there who might be marketing themselves as coaches that are actually therapists, but because of these like certain really strict laws, they can't call themselves that. So I think mm-hmm. the other thing on the other end of it, though, is being very mindful that you're not just like someone who just took a quick 90 day, like, like a coaching thing. And then it's like, oh, like, it hasn't done their own work. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of those on Instagram where their pages look beautiful. And they like they read a book on Joe Dispenza. And <laughs> And they think that they have all this skill set because they have this one cool experience. I think that's what a lot of like therapists fear and doctors fear because there's all of this information now that we have access to, which can be equally as detrimental as it is helpful. So it's like have discernment mm-hmm. in yourself to know, like if you see yourself through the person like you're consuming content from or you really vibe with that you found at a workshop or something then yeah it's worth pursuing but just because something looks right doesn't necessarily always mean that like that's the best person like equipped for you absolutely absolutely using that discernment is so key and like I think a lot of people now because of this stuff on Instagram um people like feel shame when things take a long time or when things reopen or that's just not the case. And when it's like little things can trigger these traumas, especially if, if you've grown up in an unsafe childhood or with emotionally unavailable caregivers, it can feel, it could be longer. And like, that's okay. That means that there's nothing wrong with you. It just means sometimes our nervous systems need a bit more support in time. And that is okay and super normal, you know? And like you said earlier, um, adding on to the point of like your nervous system, people think that like nervous system regulation means that we're calm hundred percent of the time. But like you said earlier, it's about 
being able to hold that space and have capacity for those big emotions of anger, anxiety, sadness, grief, all of it is a part of the human experience. And that's when like, that's why like, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. A a lot of his stuff I really resonate with, but a lot of people in communities with him can bypass or people will say, you know, you need to just vibrate higher and all your problems will go away. (laughs) But it's like, I'm sorry, but we need to also like have both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, a great example of like, why, like, and I'm referencing for people who are like, what is she talking about? The polyvagal theory chart, like in my head, like it shows like the green, the yellow, the red, which is fight or flight. And then you have like, um, freeze and feeling like, oh, okay, I'm engaged, social engagement. I took a, um, class with, I want to say her name is Deb Dana. Am am I remembering that correctly? That she's the one that. I think created that chart. Mm, um, not sure. I'm like 99% sure. Um, her last name is definitely Dana, but I took a mm-hmm. workshop with her and she's like, sex is a perfect example of you going through all three of those. So mm-hmm. like you're feeling like grounded and then you get aroused and then you mm-hmm. peak and you orgasm. And then after like, you feel really exhausted. And so you have to come back down through that process. She's like, this isn't bad to go through it, but someone with a dysregulated nervous system perceives not being in a like good state as a threat. So it's learning. I think the key to success with anything our health our wealth our love is learning to be with it all because Mm -hmm. you can't just be with light and love (laughs) if you don't know grief if you Mm -hmm. don't know your darkness and the extent at which you accept those darker shadowy emotions is the extent at which you will experience the lighter effect of them so if you're not willing Mm -hmm. to go into your shadows and acknowledge those heavy feelings and learn how to feel safe with them, then you, you're not going to heal. <laughs> and that's mm. the part where a lot of people are avoidant of, and then you have the gut issues, you have the hormonal issues, and you're like, well, why doesn't my paleo diet and my <laughs> super expensive su- supplement formula, why isn't this working? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> do you want to know? <laughs> Exactly. A hundred percent. And, um, yeah, adding onto that, um, standpoint, I think sex is a great example of that. And like for the nervous system, like another example, like in my own practice with clients is I utilize something called brain spotting. It's very similar to EMDR. And a lot of the time clients will go through all three. I almost said four. I, usually they don't fawn in, in, in them, but like they will go through all states of the nervous system. Sometimes it'll start as anxiety. Then you'll, they'll go into that fight response. Then they'll go oh, sometimes into freeze and then they go more into regulation or in, but they're always usually going through all states of the nervous system. And so when we can hold space for all of that without judgment, without shame, that's when we can get to those lighter emotions, but it's, we're not going to get there if we're bypassing or um, trying to gratitude bypass our way out. Oh, I should be grateful for this. So why is this happening? It's like, like our bodies are complex. And also I was telling a friend this yes or today or yesterday, 
um, that when the body starts to feel safe, you may experience more triggers and you might experience more of that anxiety because now your body feels safe enough to express it. So don't think that, oh, you know, I, I'm going 10 steps back, but no, you're actually going like five steps forward. Yeah. I was talking about this again yesterday on my stories and I shared that like, I can't tell you how many times I can visit the same wound over and over. And I've done it enough times to cycle through it a few times and be like, oh, like I'm a completely different person than the last time that I revisited this old story or this old problem or this symptom that it's, it's not 10 steps forward and five steps back. It's 10 steps forward and five steps deeper. Like it's Mm. an expansion it's not like it's this linear thing. It's like you're learning the depth and the edge and the experience of it. And when you're like healing specifically your body, a lot of the times clients will go back into old emotional wounds that they swore they got over. And they're like, why is this coming up with, I thought I handled this in therapy five years ago. And it's like, your body is retracing those old mineral patterns and those old symptoms and bringing up through them those same emotions and so like you will go back into the past but if you choose to think that this makes you a failure or that this is wrong or you are bad instead of seeing it as like oh these emotional uh responses or beliefs are coming up and they're like giving me tools to show me where I might've been or felt things as a child if you choose to go through like the negative route you will get stuck there And that's why a lot of people camp out in those spaces because they don't have someone telling them like, no, keep going. Like this is completely normal. It's like when you detox and you feel like shit, like (laughs) you're purging out these things. This is literally what it is. Yes. hundred percent. That is just such a great explanation. Cause yeah, a lot of people will unconsciously do that. Like they'll, like I've seen sometimes I'll get really deep with a client And then they're like, okay, I think I want to pause or take a step away because they're afraid of those deeper, darker things that their soul is begging for them to look at. And it might feel too big because some people, they might want to like go towards the the issue or, or symptom. That's more like people who are anxiously attached. And then people who are like, you know, avoidantly attached, or maybe their nervous system feels safer in the freeze response, they move away from the problems. So it's also looking at it in that, in that lens too. Yeah. It's, it's really, I think it's just like, (laughs) you, like, we just keep saying this, but you can't do this work alone. Like you need Mm -hmm. someone who's like, I've been there and I'm telling you from experience and my education, like, you're, I'm calling you out on this pattern or you need to keep going or you know what, actually you're right. Let's listen to your body because if you're just trying to navigate it on your own and cherry picking information from blogs or this one course you bought or this thing, it, it it's a sure recipe to just like maybe even worsen things, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, anything else you'd like to share? <laughs> anything about like, like if there's any statement or anything of advice of maybe someone who's listening to this and maybe someone who's listening has got issues or IBS or IBD, IBC, or just any of these issues that we talked about, what would you tell them? Ooh, 
I want to feel into that because I'm like, I know there's something there. And if I was in someone's shoes, you don't need to do anything more. You need to learn how to nourish and love yourself truly. And I know that sounds in a world where we like, I don't know, <laughs> like basically sell self-love um, through social media. I'm not talking about bubble baths and manicures. I'm talking about like learning how to love yourself if you were your own child. Every time you're experiencing something that's heavy or if your child, if you are a mother and came to you with this symptom, like would you tell them that they were broken or something was wrong with them? So you shouldn't tell them tell yourself that so it's not that you need to do more in fact doing too much at once got you here you have to learn how to be a different version of yourself and it's death and, mm -hmm. and it's a rebirth and it's not easy but mm -hmm. if you have a community of like loving close people who can see you and also like a professional to support you it's a whole lot easier than doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's truly key to any type of journey, whether that's you're healing your gut, you're healing your emotions or trauma. I mean, they're really one and the same, but you know, I think that's truly key. And that's what I told my client yesterday was like, when you notice that maybe these symptoms or you're, you're feeling anxious, you know, cause their parent would shame them when they would feel anxiety or, you know, they would have tantrums. It's like, treat yourself like you would a child truly. And that's, it's like when, when we're in fight or flight, we feel young, we feel small. So, yeah. so really talking to yourself like that four or five-year-old. Yeah. It's like really your symptoms are just showing you where love is blocked and that's an opportunity to love yourself. So if you meet it with fear, then like you will just continue to perpetuate it. Mm -hmm. That hits though. That really hits. <laughs> I hope, I hope that landed. Um, it landed for me. So um, yeah. Is there um, anything you'd like to promote? Like where can people find you, Nia? Yeah. I spend a lot of my time um, on Instagram, so you can follow me there. Uh, my handle is at eclectic dot wellness I'll give you the link and you can link it into your show notes so people misspell it but um and I also I'm not taking any privates or anything like that right now and my group programs are for the later time in the year but I do have an in-person experience and where we will basically be in circle and in a luxe retreat home all day learning how to somatically release our emotions and there's coaching and other guest facilitators there to basically like I'm almost like seeing it as like a one-day experience of like everything I do with my clients in the first month of like getting them to get on track to their healing and that is on April 20th in San Diego so if you're not local and or near the east or west coast um, there is an overnight option so maybe you spend the weekend here if that resonates with you wow how exciting that sounds so beautiful and so powerful everyone hop over to nia's instagram and check out her um her new in-person retreat that's gonna be so exciting yeah. amazing thank you well, so much for having me on here yeah thanks so much for being on